One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Pod Network Entertainment. Going on, this is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zila Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Romoran, and Emil Nate checking in on an audio-only Picks of the Week special to kick off your week in wrestling. And we have a lot to talk about, as always. Ni Cody Rhodes what you want to talk about because we've got some big news coming out of the weekend. And of course, we have our Picks of the Week. All of that part of this week's episode, we also have some uh, special ganap happening this week because it's uh, December 21 on a Thursday. Uh, we're going to be doing our live stream sa TPN mismo at the Pod Network offices. Emil will try his best to dial in and if technology is great, the absent ka na lang, Emil. Kakaltasan ka na lang namin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'll, I'll really try to be uh, to be there uh, at least virtually. Say, you know, it's uh, one of the last uh, recordings of the year so I, can, I feel like I can't miss it. Diba? Yeah, holding uh, here na mga Christmas ganap, so can't wait for our one week of rest before it's January 2024, 2024 all of a sudden now. <laughs> it's like, it's just another week, it's just another seven days. Yeah. Uh, it do be like that, especially with uh, all of the stress that we take on and uh, put on our respective plates. But yeah, uh, lots for you to look forward to. But then from the podcast, we've got our year-end awards. And uh, we've got our LA Night Christmas raffle still ongoing. We're going to be drawing the winner on Thursday, December 21. My chance pa kayong bumili ng raffle tickets. 100 pesos lang siya, guys, for one raffle ticket. And then if you're a patron, you get two tickets for the price of one. Again, it's 100 pesos. Inside the LA Night gift pack, you get an LA Night t-shirt. LA Night wristbands and an LA Night beanie, all of them authentic and purchased from WWEShop.com. Right? So go ahead and sign up now at tinyurl.com slash WWP Christmas Raffle. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the, the odds really quickly. Right now, uh 
I it's kind of sad to say that we only have like three entrants as of this recording time. So that's less than 10 entrants. So if you come in, you buy a lot of entries, uh, let's say five or more, you automatically have a really good chance of winning the uh, winning the whole pack for a fraction of its entire price. Legit though, legit merch. Uh, we got it from our Pasabay runs. And uh, if, I mean, if a lot of you are listening to this now and do it at the same time, uh, it's going to make it a little more hard. But, uh, you know, you never know. You never know uh, what the odds are, especially now the Hontipa. So take advantage of it. Like yeah. Scott Steiner said, the numbers yeah. don't lie. Yeah, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> All right. So go ahead and sign up now for a raffle ticket at tinyurl.com slash WWP Christmas raffle. I know a lot of you like your LA night merch. You love your LA night. So this is your one chance to actually get LA night merch for a fraction of the price that you can get. It's at wweshop.com. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get to some weekend reactions. Ang dami nating ano, dami nating pag-uusapan. We got to start with something positive. Sige, Emil. Uh, good call that you wanted to start with a return instead of people getting taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, last SmackDown on uh, Friday, AJ Styles made his return. It's been rumored for a while. Like, he's been actually... He, I don't think... He wasn't injured naman, di ba? He was just no, he shelved. Wasn't he was uh, yeah, yeah, he, he was, was just shelved. He was the elf on the shelf. Yeah, because like, they were saved... I think they were... I think at that point, they were trying to save Roman versus AJ for a big... Yeah, because he's the eh. Yeah. He asked for time off. <laughs> Looks like a real zaddy. Yeah, like... Ang akala ko dati, yun yung plan sila. But he returned and he went after the bloodline. But at the end of the show, he shocked us all by going after... Uh, Turning heel and going after L.A. Knight, so um, this is a definite. This is a shocking return. Not a shock na bumalik siya, but shock in terms of how he looks. A lot of people have made comments about it online of how he looks, and he turned heel immediately. Where I thought he could, he could still go after Roman before. No. Roman going before Cody versus Roman. But you have to re- you have to remember what he was doing right before he got taken out he was in the middle of turning heel he was getting angry at uh, the bloodline he was getting angry at his own boys so i knew i remember that guy had um that guy had uh, a a bone to pick a chip on his shoulder that was i can write the story in that uh LA Knight didn't really back him up when he got taken out by the bloodline. He swooped in and got the clout from teaming with John Cena, Deba. Right? So uh every, that guy has every right to be mad. So it's uh when you when you remember those uh factors, uh it's not a big shock, man. Nah, like heel turn shy. It's just, it's shocking because it's been a while since we last saw him. It has been a couple of months, Deba. Right? But uh it's it's nice because um I think this is then the SmackDown version of what they're doing with Drew. Uh, uh, this is another person who's been affected by the bloodline, and uh, be, he, because of that, because Nagipitcha, uh, uh, he snapped, he snapped again, and um, now he's taking it out on other people who are not the bloodline. Yeah, you also kind of need another main event heel on SmackDown outside of Roman Reigns and the bloodline. Because you have Randy Orton, who's a main event babyface. So you kind of have to counteract that with another heel, since everyone else is still kind of hovering around the mid-card scene. So I, I kind of see how it makes sense as well. Yeah. Also, let's let's address the uh, the syringe shaped elephant in the room. Uh, people are 
Randy Orton and AJ Styles came back. So people immediately think they're on steroids. But, you know, uh, a lot of these people, I, I've even seen some people in the wrestling industry who think that you know, uh, AJ Styles at least was on the juice. But it's AJ. But um, it's he's had like two or three months off. Uh, he took time off. That's enough time to get into a really good um, nutrition plan, meal plan. Tapos, you know, you got a lot of time to get in the gym and really focus on your on your workout on your on your workout plans. So, uh, hindi malayo na ano na lumaki siya and he got in better shape because he's not dealing with the stresses of traveling so much and you know missing out on all the food. Right? Uh, a lot of people when they stay home. It's it's uh it means um much better time for them to uh just go in the gym and get their health right. So Laluna Randy Orton, he had, he was in the shelf, he was on the shelf for 18 months. Of course, that guy has the time to get big. So it's so lazy for people to accuse another athlete, athlete or pro athlete with pro athlete resources of uh going the lazy route and taking steroids. It it's not that easy and it's not always that uh that bad faith you know this is annoying because say um shepherd that that kind of stuff that kind of accusation it's gonna uh ruin a career that don't know well this policy so it's uh maybe you're doing it for the last maybe you're doing it for the jokes but it's really you know it's you can it's doable in a in a challenging sense but it's doable yes uh these are people who you know, like, uh, talagang alagang alaga si nila yung makatawan nila. Especially, if they take some time off, they can really focus in and yeah. make make sure to get their bodies right to get... Saka, halos lahat na mga bumabalik, ganun, ganun nangyari. They always bulk up. Like, I remember when Dean Ambrose came back. Yeah. Uh, like From the rehab, di ba? Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he looked bigger, di ba? And also, um, when Triple H came back, uh, a few, in the many times that he came back, he always looked... Looks bigger and always looks a uh, little bit uh, buff than when he when he left. So, and you know, not everything is you know. It's a very lazy and a very lazy answer. Now, oh, he, he's on the juice. Yeah, because you know, your stigma ng wrestler. Yeah, say, it's a stigma yeah, 80s, wrestling. 90s. You know, and thanks yeah. Hulk, thanks uh, Billy Graham <laughs> uh, for for you know mainstreaming uh, steroids. But but si uh, but you know, it's it's possible, yes. But it's also a lot more doable to do it the clean way. And parang ang ang sad naman na kailang isipin mo that that kami bulk up after a long while like steroids. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, so so many examples nga no. See, Edge is another person I want to bring up because remember, towards the end of his first run in WWE, diba? A lot of people were kind of clowning Edge for not exactly being well defined nine kanyang physique. And then when you know he was gone for nine years and then he came back, people were so surprised now. Whoa, look at this guy with this eight pack and everything. So <laughs> it's yeah, the time people... away from the road, the time away from the business yeah. that really allows these wrestlers to achieve peak physique. Oh. I mean, imagine what we could do with all this time to ourselves, you know. Uh it's not like they have a day job, diba? Right? They have to get paid. they have to work uh in the office for six hour, eight hours to get paid. No, they got again again, they got uh pro athlete salaries, they got pro athlete connections, they got all that stuff that they can spend money on. And when you have that, you do have an advantage over uh, you know, regular weekenders like you and I. Yeah. So stop it with the jokes. I mean, yeah, sure, get your ha-has in, but 
uh, let's be real here. Mm-hmm. Randy Orton and AJ Styles, not yet. So mm-hmm. uh, let, let's let's put some respect on their name. Chaka, I know. Yes, it's easy to to look at a bulk physique and say, oh, you know, something happened. But uh, we gotta, you know, we we you have to compare it to the physiques of twenty years ago. Like uh, Eddie, it only recently dawned on me that Eddie wasn't that <laughs> So you ma exaggerate. <laughs> But almost bodybuilder levels. That's that's what you should be looking at. But uh, AJ, AJ Styles just packed on a few more pounds. You know, a few more grew, grew that python a few more inches, or maybe a couple of inches. Randy Orton, um, super You know, uh, he's bulk, but he also has a, a little bit of a belly. So you know that um, it's not all cheated, right? Yeah. I mean, if you want to appreciate yung pandesal nila, go appreciate the pandesal. No one's going to judge you. I appreciate the hell out of yeah. being zaddies now. So, you know, <laughs> I, I could only wish to look uh, half as good as them when I'm their age. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some some bad news, my injuries that have uh, accumulated over the last couple of days across both major companies. We're going to start with Kenny Omega from AEW because it was reported over the weekend that uh, he is out with diverticulitis, which I will forever associate with Brock Lesnar. Um, but apparently, he's been uh, ill with diverticulitis for quite some time. Tapos hindi nalaman na talaga nila nung taping where he had that horrible Golden Jets and Ricky Starks and Big Bill promo. But before that, it was reported by Sinashan Rossap na iniinda na talaga ni Kenny Omega itong injury na to. Um, as it stands, yung mga sabi-sabi ng mga reporters is walang timetable for his return. And obviously, he's been removed from all of the immediate creative plans for AEW. So... It leaves Ricky Starks and Big Bill with no com- uh, number one contender for for World's End. Chris Jericho without a partner to have a horrible promo exchange with, and all of us with one less Kenny Omega to watch on TV. Yeah, it's the second time that this happened to Ricky. But at least, yeah, and it's you know something beyond their control, to the guy. Yeah, um, yeah, it sucks. Um, I kind of wish that they spotted it right away because you know it could, we could we could have been spared from the whole atrocious segment that happened last week <laughs> and you know Shemper, i'm guessing that explains why kenny was so off his game knowing segment uh it's sad um it, i hope that kenny gets better shampere diverticulitis is nothing to joke about um it's also really bad faith for people to come at kenny because you know and say that it was karma for the diverticulitis joke that was on um Fight forever, right? Uh, Excalibur, yeah. So why does Kenny have to take <laughs> the 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 karma for Excalibur? That's not fair. And the guy's already injured, right? Uh, there's no need to pin that on him, right? He's not going 13 billion or whatever. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, yeah. For the tag title scene, um, you already have something cooking with House of Black and FTR. Might as well then. Might as well just stick uh, yeah. stick them in the tag title match, or you know, just not have a tag title match at all. I mean, um, you can. It's one last match for the card, which I assume Tony Khan will start loading uh, this coming week, the or in the in the next couple of episodes of all the shows that he has. So um, let's leave it off. I know I know there's a there's enough time to um, to put something on to build a story. Uh, that's what Tony Khan does best, but. Uh, you, it's also a good idea to just you know let it be. So when uh, he t- he tweeted out that he's injured, he didn't really specifically say what it was uh, at the beginning. So I was awake when he tweeted this, and I know it was something. It was not an injury. Na it's a bone or a muscle because there was a line there that like he was glad the doctors caught it right away. 
So I thought, oh man, this is behind the door. It's not some. It's not, you know, it's not as simple as a, an any injury. So you pala the uh, he had the diverticulitis, and uh, yeah, I hope he gets well. And this just makes me kind of sad that we will. I think the young books are out as well for a while, so we won't get the elite in AEW for, for I don't know for months. So uh, that's kind of sad, and it also kind of sad na. I think papalapit na tayo sa point na Kenny will have to retire full-time. Even like, nung, nung at the beginning of the year kasi hindi ko pa siya naisip. Okay, Kenny still has what, five, seven years but nagpa-pile up na yung ano eh, nagpa-pile up na yung injuries niya from all the years of going so hard and that's why I think people has got to appreciate Kenny Omega while he can still go because He's gonna. I think. I feel like he's gonna be. He's gonna retire sooner rather than later. I feel my opinion. Yeah, I don't want to speculate. Kung ano ni Kenny Omega at this point in his career, I don't want to um, you know, put some words out there. Na pag nagkatoto, we'll be like regretting it and all of that. But I, I just want to wish Kenny Omega well. I just hope na hindi sobrang grabe tong injury na to and that he's able to, uh, to bounce back. But you know, as it stands, we're probably not gonna see Kenny. Uh, on TV or in the ring for a good six months at the very least. So that's got to suck. But uh, that's the injury bug. Right? When it takes you out, it takes you out. Um, kind of like see Charlotte Flair, who we found out is also going to be out of action for a minimum of six months, maybe as much as nine months because of a torn ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Tanginang combo yan, diba? I mean, um, I don't know about you guys. I've had a meniscus tear. That was a bitch in and of itself. So pag kinomo pa with an ACL and MCL, that road to recovery is going to look pretty long for the 14-time world champion. I didn't know that. I didn't know you you tore a meniscus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but apparently, this is a thing that happens to everyone now. I mean, not just athletes. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> it, it sucks, but I'm... I think we're all just waiting for the day we tear our we tear our ligaments and knees, and I, I say that you know really grimly. I joke about that in a grim way. I say uh, it all comes to us, especially oh, I'm an athlete and it hasn't happened to me yet, so it's sad. Um, you know this is the reality now. I say that because it's the reality now. Whether you're an athlete or not, you you tear the in you tear the knee, and uh, it's more likely when you are out there in the ring putting pressure on it right uh working on it moving on it and yeah as you said before uh before that it's an injury bug once it gets you it gets you and it's sad um it's unfortunate because it's another one of those things now it comes after uh a relatively recent absence for charlotte so starting but i think um she's also reached the point now okay uh, she's okay, man. She's well enshrined in the in the pantheon of elite women's uh, athletes in the in the company, right? In, in their division. So, um, maybe they'll you know they'll use this time to find a story for her that doesn't involve the championship. Although we know now when she comes back, it's gonna be for the championship. So yeah, get well soon, Charlotte. Um, Andrade sa bahay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte came back for the 2025 Royal Rumble. Because the timetable kind of lines up. It'll be a year by then. Um, you know, uh, with, with this injury, I don't know if you guys saw the video. Because there surfaced a video of Asuka and Charlotte during their match during tribute to the troops. Doon daw na injury si Charlotte. And if that's the spot top rope, then it, it looked pretty gnarly. And she did need help. Visibly, as she ha- uh, exited the ring following that match. Yeah, um, it's it's an accident. Um, talagang nangyari. 
um, if for those of you who've been watching wrestling long enough, sometimes it's no one's fault, but the but the fault of physics, unfortunately. Yeah, and sobrang like over the years, sobrang nasanay na ako with the term torn ACL. Okay, like I, yung lagi ko lagi ko Okay, they'll be back in six months, and then but the the recovery for a torn ACL, a torn MCL, isn't it's not a joke, and it's uh yeah. I I hope I hope she gets back to the ring. Um, go she gets back to the ring. Continue what she does best. You know, yeah, it's just just sucks. Uh, torn, torn everything on the knee. She got the basically the Derek Rose co- combo here with the amount of injuries now she suffered on that one spot. So again, I uh, hope she recovers and uh, uh, sayang lang because I think ane may may damage control storyline. I really want. I really want Charlotte to be involved in, but she's gonna be out, and you know I hope she she can recover. She can recover well, and she can recover on time for yeah the twenty twenty five Royal Rumble. I guess. Pampalubag loob na lang na we live in a world where that injury isn't a career killer necessarily anymore. Yeah. Say if yeah, it's happened yeah. in the eighties, diba? Like with what happened to the Von Erichs, uh, rest in peace. Wala na tapos ang career mo. Yeah. So at least with medical advancements. And you know the right physical therapy and sports science in 2023. You know, soon to be 2024. Uh, you know, we we're, we're probably gonna see Charlotte back again by next year or in 2025. So yeah, yeah, uh, she, she gets to rest. Yeah, yeah, she gets to rest. It's painful, but she gets to rest. That's that's always a good thing. Yep, yep, yep. So good juju going out to both Kenny Omega and Charlotte. Love the wrestling wrestling podcast. Last bit of news we got to react to. Mero mga bulung bulungan haka haka over wrestling Twitter. Now, Kazuchika Okada is reportedly not staying in New Japan after his contract ends. Um, it, it was one of those Twitter accounts, re- si Wrestle Purists, bayon, or one of those uh, Twitter accounts. See, Cultaholics. Yes, Cultaholics. my scoop whenever uh, a wrestler, a big name wrestler, is about to make a move. So, kung nga, Okada is not staying in New Japan after his contract ends, which is right around Wrestle Kingdom season in the next couple of weeks or so. Uh, where does he go from here? Uh, it's funny. Um, I saw this uh, a report. I don't know if it's It's one of those Facebook reposts, and Fightful has been debunking a lot of those. You know, claims some uh, different fan pages, the fucking annoying Facebook fan pages. Um, they said, and they quote that Cultaholic apparently reported this that WWE is not interested in Okada, and I find that really hard to believe because I don't think Triple H. This is a guy who signed Kushida, and Kushida <laughs> is not a bigger star than Okada. Even though Kushida is pretty good, I don't believe for one second that Triple H would not want to go after Okada. This is one of the top Japanese wrestlers in the country and in the world. He signed Kushida, he signed Nakamura. So I don't, he fucking signed Ikimanjiro. Ikimanjiro is not a big star. Uh, I love the guy, but he's not a big star. So how would you pass up Okada and say that you don't have interest in him? I don't believe that one bit. So um, just in case any of you found that report and are thinking of believing that, I don't, I don't buy that a single, a single cent of it. Um, I do want him to be in WWE. Uh, AEW is much more obvious because there's experience to on. Um, I don't know if he likes the way Tony Khan has run the show. It's also possible that Nakamura would tell him to come to WWE, although I'm not sure as well how happy Nakamura is. But, you know, it seems that he's happy just to be getting WWE money. 
So there's that. But I mean, different factors. Eh? Um, I want to see WWE trying to utilize him and see if Triple H can do right one last time to an to a big NJPW star after Vince failed Nakamura. So uh I want that. I think Triple H is is gonna go after that, especially after they let Osprey go, after Osprey slid from their hand. So English So um he'll be like a Nakamura who isn't you know unable to communicate with the American crowd. So I want to see that. Uh let's fucking stack the WWE roster even more. Yeah, it's so, a, it's a question for you guys before you, you get your yeah. answer, Emil. Uh, would you want to see Nakamura and Okada reunited as a tag team yeah. WWE? Sure. Yeah. They have the aura, as the yeah. kids say nowadays. <laughs> so uh, I want to see that happen. Listen, they reuniting the Bullet Clubs in WWE. So why can't why can they reunite the Chaos Duo in WWE as well? So, yeah. you know, why not? As far as, as, far as uh, the... Okada to WWE. I would very much like to see that. Kasi, nakita rin natin si Okada sa AEW eh. And I think if he went to AEW, it's gonna pretty much be kind of the same thing that he was doing before because of, again, the relationship. So, but mas, mas, mas madaming challenges if he would go to WWE. And mas madaming fresh, fresh matchups for him to... To to uh to go through if he went to WWE, and again this would be a test with Triple H to see if he can actually uh make Okada be a the star that he is in Japan in in WWE. Plus, ane like nagita na din natin WWE is already expanding their PLEs to other countries, so getting international stars, that's going to be a benefit for them. Like, if they... Diba, baka bali natin one day mag-PLE sila sa Japan. So, if they have Okada and Nakamura in there, that's I think that's a big draw for them. Yeah. I mean, imagine Elimination Chamber in Perth, diba? So, relatively close to our side of the world, just bilang may Okada na magpapakita. That would be wild. That would be great, yeah. diba? All right, Definitely. so that's it for uh, reactions to big stuff that happened over the weekend. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll get you through our picks of the week. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on the Pod Network. Let's get to our picks of the week, and we're going to start with Chino's pick, which would have also been my pick, but he's not here, so I'll get to talk about it more. Uh, the CM Punk and Seth Rollins uh, promo from last week's Raw was hella good. Um, sabi ni Chino, it was refreshing to see CM Punk open with what he thought was an explanation and an apology to the fans. Uh, we talked about this last week on the podcast. Hindi pa siya buo, hindi pa siya hinog na explanation, kulang-kulang pa, di ba? Uh, nga, medyo half-assed pa na apology kasi hindi pa niya ina-explain talaga why he swallowed his pride and came crawling back to WWE. So, he, he did a IG live stream. In which he talked about that, but he still talked about the fans. Eh? But um, uh, he still didn't quite say, nah, you know, I swallowed my pride and everything. I, I, I want the change. I have one last shot. He just said, let's do it for the fans. So it's it's something, yes, but I, I still think it's not the the explanation that I'm looking for. Because he's still kind of glossing over the elephants in the room, the the ugly truth that's in the room with him. And maybe he doesn't have to. Sure, but again, like I mentioned before, um, people like Seth are always going to keep bringing it up. People like Seth and Drew, because it's there. You're not, uh, you're not getting rid of it, so we'll use it. Yeah, 
dapat i-acknowledge, diba? I mean, Drew McIntyre himself has used it na in his own promo saying na that guy's gonna ruin the company from the inside out. And this guy is a heel, si Drew. Uh, but going back to Seth here. Uh, One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. He basically called CM Punk out diba, as a hypocrite. And then sinabi niya na, uh, I, I, uh, sabi niya na Seth is kind of calling back to his past gimmick as the Monday Night Raw locker room leader, which we kind of missed. But yeah, that was a nice reference uh, that did happen in Seth's history right after uh, he turned heel in 2019. So it's, it's nice na uh, you have this layer of Seth Rollins being the one to alienate CM Punk, which Punk himself also acknowledges in his own promos. Sabi ni Chino, he doesn't know who to cheer at this point because they have their respective pros and cons. Uh, and then sabi niya, it, he sees it being like a campaign each week with either wrestler <laughs> trying to convince us who's worse. And <laughs> I actually don't mind that. Because yeah, we talked about this last week, sabi natin, or sabi ko na they are... Just, they just exist in a vacuum as these layered characters who transcend the binary face-heel alignments. So, uh, earned na rin eh, given their lore, ba? given their standing in WWE. So, it, it's, it's good to see CM Punk being the voice of his, uh, for lack of a better term, cult of diehard fans. And Seth Rollins being the voice of the thinking fan. Because Seth is the one who's saying all the quiet parts out loud. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, we talked about this already. Um, yeah. I agree on why it's compelling. It's definitely a lot more compelling than the past two promos that Punk did, about, including the the love fest nung deadline. Uh, yeah, um, agree on uh, It is a campaign to see who is worse, right? Uh, I I don't I just don't believe that Punk is still the face here because um, he hasn't really owned up to it. Like that's what a face does. He he should own up to it and exhibit growth. Right? It's one thing to say the say the things that would please the fans. Because right? he's saying all that. You might see he's saying that um, I came back for you. I'm sorry I left you. We'll we'll do this together. But all of that is also still escaping yung self-accountability. Right? That's the thing that the character needs. Like, I don't think that the voice of the voiceless would be compromised if he showed some self-awareness, some, some growth, some uh, acknowledgement of the kind of person he is. And I think as long as they don't address that, again, sorry, I'm going to keep repeating this, it's, it's not fully face yet. And uh, again, it's going to be okay for the cult, but if you really want to position him and do right by the history books, then I think you gotta confront this head on. Yeah, again, na we pag-usapan natin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sige. Nah, are you saying something? No, no, no. I just, yeah, I mean, I'm just agreeing with you na pag-usapan natin. So yeah, and um, again, I agree with every everyone's points here. Uh, 
Ang ano ko lang, <laughs> yung sa campaign, uh, uh, yung sa campaign each week, like, I want them to have, kasi malayo pa yung mahingi. So, I want them to have limited interactions, but every week, so yung kung sino yung magpo-promo would always take a pot shot on the other. Just to keep, just to keep it going. But, um, I want them to not have every face-to-face promo each week. Kasi, um, madaling mauma yung mga tao. So, just, like, we had the first salvo, then they should, like, bitinin nila tayo para mas excited pa tayo heading towards uh, WrestleMania. Alright. Let's move on to my pick from last week's NXT North American Championship match between Dragon Lee and Tyler Bate. So, Dragon Lee has taken up Wesley's mantle as the fighting and defending North American champion where laging may open challenge each week. So, this week's si Tyler Bate yung lumabas. And, it, you know, it's... Uh, I, I think with Dragon Lee as North American champion, what they're doing here is they're uh, re-establishing this mid-card division of hyper-athletic contests. Kasi medyo na wala siya with Dom having been the, the North American champion. Kasi heel siya, di ba? Natural, ayaw niya mag-defend. So medyo na wala yun. And with Dragon Lee and Tyler Bate getting the time to cook, ito na, we're bringing it back with the babyface champion, uh, you know, what Wesley used to do with all of his uh, title defenses. It's kind of bringing back the spirit of old NXT, black and gold NXT, which I love. And... um. While I really enjoyed this match, I did have some questions coming out of it. One being, ano na yung ceiling ni Tyler Bate? Ito na ba, he hit his ceiling? Kasi I don't know where Tyler Bate goes from here. Na he'll always be in the running for some mid-card championship and then he'll come up short. And for some reason, he didn't shot in line um, based on what we're seeing on TV for like a main roster call-up. So what's gonna happen with the big strong boy? And then for Dragon Lee naman, full-time SmackDown guy na siya, diba? He's a main roster guy. Wins the North American Championship and then he didn't appear on SmackDown over the weekend. Tapos ngayon, he's uh, doing the same thing Wesley did. So, paano yun? Bumalik siyang NXT, full-time NXT niya siya ulit. So, yun lang. Just a couple of questions that came out of a really fun match na I really enjoyed in a vacuum. Yeah. Uh, one of those things na talaga masaya. Um, I think uh, the ceiling for Tyler Bate right now feels like he's being uh, one of the... I don't know. I don't know what to talk, but um, he's just one of those veteran... Uh, Presences in the company right now in NXT because Noam Dar is actually serving the same purpose right now. Um, it feels like Triple H or someone doesn't really see Tyler Bate as someone who could hang or not not hang, but could fit rather in the main roster right now. I say Tyler Bate was so pushed as an as as a top guy in NXT UK, and then not so much now in NXT. So I feel like. I don't know why. I don't know who's who he's pissed off as well, but it feels like he's just there to you know boost yung uh, in profile and credibility yung yung veteran talent ng NXT right now the three um, But it was a good match. Great stuff. Uh, nothing more to say about that. It is a pretty exciting match. Tyler Bate matches are always good, especially with Dragon Lee. Kataon lang na it's something to keep him in the mix and you know keep up the uh, good match quotient of NXT broadcasts every week. Uh, yeah, speaking uh, with Tyler Bate, um, he has been in NXT now for five six years, and you know, uh, kung sa college siya o overstaying na siya, six to five four, four, four years or five years lang eh, six years na. I really want him to move up na si Tyler Bate. It's time. I mean, especially with the main roster being under Triple H, I think he would fare much better if, rather than if he was call, called up before, nung under Vince pa. 
you know and i feel like i feel like he's heading towards there kasi there's just yung storyline di ba ni ni uh, Butch right now is iniwanan siya ni Ridge Holland Ridge, diba? uh, so so that that might be a, a, a slot there reunite the uh, British Strong Style the two thirds of the British Strong Style with uh, Pete Dunne so or Butch <laughs> yeah uh, Ro kanina you wanted to talk about something and then we just remembered it as Emil <laughs> mentioned uh, no 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 let's save it for the save it for the live stream it uh, is pretty substantial so not much a big deal then but it will only happen tomorrow uh, on Wednesday Manila time so, uh, so it's Ridge uh, related yeah 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 it's, ah, it's right, related right. to the NXT tapings okay okay, okay oh yeah okay got it yeah I, I understood with the Yeah, there. Yeah. Um, if if listener ka tapos na gets mo rin, ang sasabihin yeah. ko lang is bilang hindi ako wrestler, didi na lang ako mag-talk sa yeah. pag-wrestle ng <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's get the rose pick from Dynamite Winter is coming. Yeah, uh, the Continental Classic cheat code continues. Uh, yeah. As long as the Continental Classic is happening, I will likely be picking a match from it because it's really that good. Uh, everyone is going balls to the wall with this. Kahit alam nilang hindi sila mananalo, like, you know, if you're a Daniel Garcia or a Jay Lethal of the world, uh, there's always something to prove when you, you know, have a good showing in the Continental Classic. So uh, it makes for a lot of good matches. It makes all the, tur- all the tournament matches a big deal. So, um, medyo nasasapawan ng Continental Classic yung a lot of other stories in AEW right now, but it does make it worth it. The, the match quality does make it worth it. And the way they've been able to tell the stories of each division, of each league, pretty good. So, if you were worried about how you were going to follow a round-robin tournament, the logic and the uh, narrative direction is pretty easy to follow, especially if you are uh, a sports fan in general. Right? Uh, they don't make it hard to, to grasp. Anyway, all of that is to say that um, this week's, uh, or last week's rather, uh, Gold League main event between John Moxley and Swerve Strickland was super good. Uh, the story is simple. Uh, Swerve was trying to stay on top of the Gold League while Mox was tr- also trying to, uh, you know, undefeated at that point. Right? Yeah. Undefeated at that point. And both of them had to, one of them had to give up the, the streak. And um, it's so good. You can feel the tension. You can feel the desperation of them, both guys wanting to be the, um, the sole undefeated guy in their league. Because, you come into the last two episodes, last two weeks of the Continental Classic with a big advantage if you can stay undefeated. And um, for those who want Swerve to win, uh, him losing in a really, really, really uh, close fashion, John Moxley tells a good story of having to cheat a little bit to beat Swerve. Because uh, Swerve kept kicking out of everything that he was throwing, right? and uh, Mox was also kicking out of everything Swerve was throwing. So you can you can really feel yung yung uh, never say die attitude ng ano, na, the never say die atmosphere uh, of this particular matchup. So um, it makes for those people who want Swerve to win, it makes it really more compelling because now you want to know how does Swerve get back on top and how does Swerve make it back to the semifinals and get to the finals, especially. Um, it feel it feels like he's the favorite after that big Hangman versus Swerve match. Right? So uh, a lot of good stuff. And sometimes when a round-robin tournament, specifically the G-Max, the, uh, the G1 Climax, rather, uh, 
does a lot of big matchups every week, every, almost every day. Now they put on a uh, tournament match, but this one felt like it was sufficiently exceeding you know, a normal baseline of good matches, of good match quality in the Continental Classic. So uh, it was transcendent and it adds a little bit more to the legend of Swerve Strickland, even though he didn't win. Question, guys. Yeah. Face na ba si Swerve at this point? No, I don't think he's a face. He's a dick. Yeah. He's very clearly a dick. But he's also very clearly over. Yeah. He's popular, so, yeah. Yeah, he's popular. But he's the heel pa din siya. Yeah. That's um, uh, main event, no? It was... Um, I, I like the finish, especially. Now, it was kind of an out of nowhere. Now, because Swerve has become a force. Now, Mox had to rely on... On other on that on pulling the tights to win the match. I mean, it speaks volumes to how dominant Swerve has been in this tournament. And I think um, it's also if sila yung magharap sa semis, I think they sila talaga magharap sa semis. Eh. There's an added edge for Swerve to go over Max because tinalo nga siya ni Max dun sa preliminary round. So. Um, Max is already um, as of this moment may ano na siya he's already in the semis Swerve still has to win his final and I think uh, does he have the tiebreaker over Jay? I think he has no what do you the mean? Tie, the tiebreaker over Jay White or di pa sila sila yung kalaban sila yung huling kalaban ni Swerve no 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 before that? no the, the, this week it's the next week I, I, uh, uh, I don't know. Who, I don't know who Swerve is facing this week. Yeah, but uh, I guess uh, Swerve is a win. Yeah, probably Jay. I haven't seen him face Jay yet. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's Jay White, probably, brother. Yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, you know, we already got the first taste of of Mox versus Strickland. I feel like we're still gonna get it at the uh, the semifinals of this. Uh, Wait, Meruna, Swerve has beaten Jay White. Oh, you know, so he has yeah, to yeah, yeah, over right, Jay. Right, okay, right. so, uh, so also a win and in for Swerve. So, I feel like they're gonna and we're gonna get this again. All right, so we're down to the last few matches, na lang ng ano, ng uh, elimination phase of the Continental Classic. So, uh, God bless this tournament. God bless yeah. everybody who's been a part of it. Na enjoy ko rin all, all of the many storylines from uh, the obvious that who's gonna come out to. Things like what they're fighting for by Eddie Kingston and yung added gigil niya because he's about to lose the things that are most important to him. Daniel Garcia with something to prove. Uh, si Swerve nga trying to uh, capitalize on the momentum he's built. And then Mox uh, showing a bit of desperation here. Even si Claudio, uh, yeah. how mid-tournament nagkaroon siya ng mini side quest na uh, binayagan niya si Andrade for what he did to Brian in the previous collision. So uh, that was pretty fun. Um, I'm really loving all of the nuggets that we're getting out of this Continental Classic. All right, yeah. uh, we're going to close things out here with Emil's pick. All right, so the last uh, pick, uh, my pick, it goes out to Rampage. And this was <laughs> the insane trio's uh, action between Top Flight and Action and Journey versus the Luchadors. Uh, Penta Miedo, Commander, and El Hijo del Vikingo. Again, just insanity. This was I I watched actually the entire match of Hindi on TV cut, so it was 20 minutes. 20 minutes yeah, of it was insane, pretty long. It, 20 minutes of insane uh luchador action. I actually thought at some point they already kind of went overboard with it. <laughs> I, yeah. was, I, I was fine with it. I was fine with it. Especially the 
there was a point there in the match where talagang they they all did their spots on the apron. Like all six of them did it a spot on the apron, and it was um it, it's some it's like ano, it's like the crash derby of of wrestling, just <laughs> demolition derby of wrestling. Just everyone getting their stuff in, everyone showing their their skills and their talents, and. Like sometimes we need these kinds of matches. Not like like I don't like now we're I don't like if we're getting these matches every week. But when we're getting these matches once in a while, that's that's a sweet spot right there. And they definitely hit that sweet spot for me. The rampage now made me watch rampage because I know that these these guys can go and they 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 went and they delivered this uh. Great match, not super amazing match because I thought they went a little bit too long and a little bit <laughs> overboard with it. But oh, just just a sweet spot for me. They really hit that for me. Yeah, uh, pretty fun. I was writing about this earlier today. I, I wrote about it because I saw it. Um, I believe the other night. It was fun. You, one thing first that you have to understand is this is a pure lucha libre match. Even though one half of the guys in the match were American, um, lucha libre talaga and it's that way. Because Tony Khan is a big Lucha Libre fan and it's intentional. So if you are the type of person or type of wrestling fan who wants all the dramatic grounded stuff, the, the brawling stuff, um, the storytelling stuff, if you can't come to grips with the fact that this is Lucha Libre, then you should just skip it. Skip it. It's not for you. It really isn't for you because uh, as Emil said, it is pretty crazy. It does get it does go overboard. And uh, if you're not in the mindset for that kind of wrestling, it's only just going to piss you off. That said, um, they were good. It was good. But uh, I found that it wasn't for me, which is weird because I like the luchadors. I like I liked these guys. I like Top Flight. But yun nga, Emil hit it on the head when he said, in some way, this was overboard. Parang it was uh, definitely masturbatory Lucha Libre, which is totally fine. Because... That's how Lucha Libre is. Uh, it is crazy, but I don't know. There's something about it that if it's not in Mexico, if it's not in a purely Lucha Libre space, it feels weird. You know, that's why people hate the Young Bucks. People think the Young Bucks are two flippy guys, which is in itself not wrong. It's just not, you know, not the kind of wrestling that is for you. That's totally fine. So, um, Kung gusto mo ng patay utak match na, you know, it's fun to watch. Go watch this. It's really good. Um, the athleticism is off the chain, off the charts. It's just that it is really easy to get turned off by this. It's all I'm going to warn you. All right. Uh, what, what happened after this match is Top Flight and Action and Ready have parlayed this into a challenge sa acclaim for the Trios Championship yeah. next week on Collision. So, yun, kind of weird na, okay, this team na, uh, they've been wrestling on the smaller shows, uh, struggling to get attention on on collision. Bigla na lang, oh, they pick up a win over Penta and Commander and Vikingo. Then yun na, uh, we feel like we can challenge the acclaimed now. And medyo sakto rin na pabalik ni acclaimed after they got attacked by the devil and his goons. So, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know what happens to Top Flight and Action Andretti after this. I think they just go back to being... Uh, yung American counterparts ng luchador so they can keep doing good lucha things together, I guess. Yeah, and address someone ng, ng acclaim na, you know, uh, you are 
literally a side quest. So we'll take you on because you know they're they're fighting baby face champions. But you're right; it's just one of those uh, flavors of the week. Because Tony Khan likes to do this. Um, he likes to highlight a uh, uh, hardworking wrestler that doesn't always get highlighted, and then puts them on for a week. Then if, if they catch on after that, Sahanya Sahanya will begin a longer time in the spotlight. So uh, I, I've come to accept. Especially when you watch the smaller shows in ti- in tandem with the bigger shows, that this is how Tony Khan books his um, his really deep bench. So it's totally fine. Um, it's one of those things that you do have to come to accept if you are uh, a, not an AW fan but a regular AW watcher. All right, uh, Emil, did, did you want to talk about your bonus pick? We have a yeah. couple of minutes left here. Yeah. Okay. So a bonus pick. Actually, what I'm in this week is the. Other uh, collision, uh, other other uh, continental classic uh, main event on collision, which was Brody King versus Brian Danielson. And I just want to say, God bless Brian Danielson. <laughs> God bless Brian Danielson. That man has an or- uh, orbital bone injury, but in- instead of like, uh, instead of like, uh, and making sure his opponent doesn't hit, it, doesn't hit. Uh, his eye. He wants them to go after his eye. So just not even five minutes into the match, so but dugoan na yung matanibay. He can't even open it. Like he nakapikit, <laughs> nakapikit for the entire match. And again, dante kasi di ko naabutan yung Brian versus Morishima. But I feel like this is the closest thing I've seen to Brian versus uh Morishima uh, from uh, the, from days before. So. I guess I give credit as well to Brody, Brody King because he really also brought his A-game. And Brian as well. Again, just God bless Brian Danielson. This man has a January 4th Wrestle Kingdom main event that he's And he's still, instead of uh, taking care of himself, like coasting until then, he still goes out every week and basically do this for everyone and for everyone's entertainment. So I just want to say that. To clarify the Morishima incident, that happened. The injury happened during the match. So the detacher during the match. So he had no choice but to keep going. This one is crazy. Huh? I, I don't remember. But kayfabe or not, it happened during the match. Yeah. So uh no, I I thought it was real because I saw him with I saw a picture of him after the match and he Right, so in the years since, parang may reports or may stories either from Brian himself or people close to, to the ROH of the time saying that it was a work, na parang part of the myth making ni Brian Danielson. Okay, okay, right. sure. Um, I don't know what to believe anymore at this point. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the crazy. This is crazier because he did get the injury. The injury is real, and he did get surgery on it. And people, he still wants people to work it. So that's crazy. Uh, I wanted to talk about this match not because of Brian because I already know like, everyone already knows yeah. how good Brian is but I want to you know share how great Brody King really is um he's a bit unassuming as the non-jack member of the House of Black but he's so so good yeah, so um I feel like not the one that he went into wrestling to replace Brody Lee but he fills the Brody Lee shape void in our hearts you know because he similar gimmick you know similar build the big man for a supernatural faction same name same name yeah. same style so yeah. um i think tony khan has a bit of lightning in the bottle with brody king and i feel like putting him 
in a singles tournament like this is a good idea. And after this, he should get a bigger push and not just be one of the guys to House of Black. So I, I want that to happen. It's really he's really that good. House of Black. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's one of those things, but it could have been Malachi. It could have been Buddy as well. So because they could tried really this. Have been Buddy, really? Yeah, why not? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, would you have sent Sanjay Dutt in there when you had Jay Lethal or Jeff Jarrett? Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying uh, Buddy could have also wrestled that that good, right? Yeah. Uh, or anything. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, that they also did kind of fuck around with Brody here. So at this point, let's give him a quick push because he did. Bre- he is kind of breaking out here, um, yeah, yeah. all things considered. Yep. Yeah. And then that, that's another um, good thing that we're seeing out of the Continental Classic. It's serving as a coming out party or a breaking out platform for stars like Brody King, right? Uh, Daniel Garcia, yeah, if, if you want to see yung, yung value in him putting up a fight despite the L's, diba? so you y- have that as well. Um, itong division talaga nina Brody, Garcia, Andrade, Brian, Kingston, and Claudio. This is really the better division for me. Like, I'm, uh, apologies to Mox and to Swerve, but their, their division uh, just not as compelling. Diba sabi natin at the beginning the, yeah. the Gold League was much more compelling and now the we're, like, we're at near the end of the tournament mas gusto natin yung Blue League no, but It's I also because yeah. a lot of the people in the Gold League feel like afterthoughts uh, even Jay White has become an afterthought especially after uh, how he was used uh, last pay-per-view diba? Uh, yung pinag-e-effort ni uh, Tony Khan so Gold League is really just mocks and, and swerve at this point yeah, but it's a blue yeah. league. Like even Garcia, who's winless, has an actual story. Mm. See, Eddie Kingston made some comebacks. Yeah, yeah. He's technically yeah. not math- mathematically eliminated. Yeah, saka, like that. Yung pa di ba sa sa gold league? Ano na lang si Swerve sa si White na lang yung no Swerve may... and Mox. Yeah, MJ White. may chance. Oh, sila na lang yeah. yung may chance, di ba? Si si Mox masupasok na. Pero sa blue league, all everyone but Garcia still has a yeah. chance to make it to the semi. So that's how. The Blue League has been more compelling to watch than the it's, Gold League. It's also because Collision gets young opening cold open promos that they <laughs> actually do get a chance to flesh themselves out and how they're feeling and how they're, they're thinking going into the night. So, talagang paborsa nila yung, yung format ng episode. Yeah, actually, that's show. a good point. Hindi yeah. ko na consider until you pointed it out. Yeah. That's a very good observation. Na. The opening promos of Collision lend themselves to being able to uh, flesh out these stories even better. So there. Kawawa ka talaga pag nasa dynamite ka lang. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Jay Lethal. Sorry, Mark Bristol. All right. That's going to do it for our Picks of the Week episode. If you want to get your picks in or if you want to let us know what uh, your favorite parts of the week in wrestling were, then you know where to find us. It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok. Don't forget the LA Night Christmas raffle natin hanggang Thursday na lang. Yeah. All right? So, you have a chance to win the authentic LA Night gift pack from WWEshop.com by going to tinyurl.com slash raffle for as low as 100 pesos per ticket. You can also join us on the live stream on Thursday, December 21. We will be live from the pod network in yun mini Christmas party natin sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast with a virtual Emil hanging from the side. Right. Yes. Um, don't forget to follow us on social media individually. It is at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, at Chino Supersize, at Rowiswar, and at underscore Stancy. 
Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper and everyone over at TPN for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. And thank you to every listener and subscriber of the pod for continuing to support the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. We'll catch you on Thursday for the live stream. On behalf of Romoran and Emil Nate, my name is Stan C. Saying thank you very much. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Later, weirdos. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.